0: I think my village left
1: without me. <laughs> because I don't have family so close by, I've kind of pushed myself into other ways to have people that I can call upon. We were never meant to do it alone. Days are really shit. So you've got to yep. pick around and find the best thing out of that day because there's always something.
0: I definitely lost that creativity for a period of time and I got caught up in the whirlwind of what was life. I
1: wish my mum would
0: stop letting me, you know, nanny her grandkids. I know, but it's actually quite you've quickly realized your life is different to before long gone are the days of silence and a strong pelvic floor modern motherhood isn't as glamorous as they portray but trying as it is we wouldn't have it any other way let's remove the stigma talk candidly and have some fun the more you listen the more you'll realize you're not the only one right here i promise is where you'll find a safe space so if you're looking for some mum life balance you've come to the right place So pop in your headphones while you're doing a chore or pop a bottle while you listen in to new friends you'll adore. The struggles, the highlights, a little deep, a little funny. Welcome to Mummy Republic, where you'll find the me before mummy. They say when it comes to motherhood, it takes a village. Well, some really are that lucky. Others are able to turn friends into family and the rest may be left wondering, excuse me, where the hell is my village? In 2021, we're expected to be everything and to do everything, but I'll tell you, it can be hard to do all on your own. So let's try and figure out a way that we can do it together without losing ourselves in the process. Hello my friends and welcome to another episode. I have a special guest with me today, a little guest that was previously on one of the podcast episodes. Say hello to my beautiful friend Natty. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I don't know why I'm singing. Why are we doing this? <laughs> I mean, you got me all hopped up on sugar with those ginger biscuits. Uh, and the curly whirly. I know, you know the weight of my heart. <laughs> Bless your cotton socks. Um, so thank you for, for joining me again. I'm so excited that we
1: get to have another chat.
0: I know, thanks for having me. Having me, yeah, and I'm you always so cater to me. She's got me drinking out of a coconut currently.
1: <laughs> I might
0: have might have snuck some Malibu. In no, just kidding. If you're going to do it, I'd <laughs> rather you do it in the house. <laughs> Oh, so true. One of the things that I do like to ask is what was one of those moments for you when you became a mom or throughout your motherhood journey where it's very much a have kids they said moment where you think it's going to be all amazing and then you're standing in that moment going, wow, this is my life
1: now. Can you recall anything in particular? (laughs) Can I recall anything? Jeez, I don't know. Probably (laughs) about (laughs) 45 things. No, um, that sounds like really ungrateful. No, (laughs) Definitely. So I've always loved cooking, right? Yeah. I think that I go all right in the kitchen. Sometimes I'll make something and it's just straight on the floor or it's just straight out, Ill, gross, ill. Oh, my God. And I'm like, you haven't even tried it. And that cuts me to the core. Yeah. I'm like, I put in a lot of effort for that. And then, or you'll make it and they'll love it. And so you make it again next week oh. and they won't go near it. And yep. that is when I'm like, yeah, cool. Have kids, they said. Yeah. Be fun, they said. Yeah, right. <laughs> And the
0: irony is that it's normally the stuff you spend a lot of time on. Yeah. That they go, actually, no. Nah. Or they won't even try. And you're like, I know you
1: will like this. Just put it in your mouth.
0: <laughs> Shut up and enjoy it. <laughs> oh, God. I feel that so much.
1: Should I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> now, I thought you were the perfect person to talk about this with me because we've sort of had these conversations before. And I know that a lot of mums will resonate with it. And I want to talk about village, right? So. As a mom, you get all this information about how, you know, back in the day, you know, mums have to have a village and we've got a community around us and we've got all this support, but fast forward to 2021 and excuse me, where the fuck is my village? Because I don't know about yours, but mine is, I, I think my village left without <laughs> me and it's, it's like gone and I'm sending out SOSs
1: and I know you can resonate with that, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yep. yep. All the way. And where is your family based? So my family, my mum and my dad and my stepdad all are sort of scattered throughout North Queensland. Um mm-hmm. my mum's up in Port Douglas, which is like a three hour drive a three day drive, sorry, I should say, not three hours. Yep. And Blake's family all live in Tasmania. So they're even further away. Yeah. Which is wild because it's not,
0: we were sort of talking before, it's not like they're overseas and it's like you're on completely separate continents, but it takes away that ability to just be like, oh. I've got to go to the doctor. Can I drop the kids off? <laughs> or I'm running late with work. Can you pick one of the kids up from school? Right? Yeah. And it's hard. So hard. I guess for you, where do you kind of go with that? Because the juggling of being a mom and trying to work and you work for yourself, plus you've got a job, you're really wearing all the hats.
1: How do you manage it? It's, it's definitely a challenge sometimes and sometimes I feel really jealous of people that can, yep. you know, have a whole weekend to themselves with their husband because they've dropped the kids at Nana and Grandpa's and they're having that bonding time. Um, but at the same time, I realize this is just my life and that's just how I have to, um, you know, get on with it. Um, from the early days, it made me very nervous when I was becoming a mum mm. because I have never been into wanting to join a mother's group. Um,
0: Why is
1: that? that? (laughs) Well, it stems from I actually used to be hired as a children's entertainer in my um, days of being a children's entertainer for lots of – because it was a little bit different I had Jude in 2015. So back then it was very – those sort of, you know, join the – play group, mothers' groups, and they were the only sort of ones you could go to. Yeah. And I witnessed a lot of mum shaming while I was there, oh. sitting there painting faces. You hear overhear a lot of conversations. Um, and I was like, hell no, when I have a baby, I'm never coming to one of these. <laughs> you women are brutal. What kind of things? Oh, just like, oh, he's not speaking very much yet. Have you thought of getting him checked out? Or oh. like just little things that I felt were like it's like that vicious, nice voice kind of thing. Like, or like, oh, my baby's sleeping through the night. And I know all those things still happen, but I didn't want to like go out of my way to put myself in that situation. So when I did have Jude, I was like, no, I'm finding a different village. I'm not going (laughs) down the road of those groups. And I know that it has worked really well for lots of other mums, but that was just my own choice I didn't really feel that's what I wanted to do
0: Mm. and it's interesting because I think that there are a lot more options now um I've been quite lucky with mother's groups I've sort of had kids around the same time as friends and we've kind of created our own mother's group and then I was let in let in as if it was a cult (laughs) you can sit with us (laughs) thank you (laughs) <laughs> on Wednesdays you have to wear pink um but I was sort of I guess introduced to another group through a midwife friend of mine who had connected um through a business and created sort of a group and I've been really lucky in that sense but I know what you're saying it's it can be really hit and miss yes. with who you're surrounding yourself with yeah and in those early days it you're very fragile so 100%. you don't want that like, ooh, passive-aggressive, backhanded compliment mentality
1: around you, right? Yeah, 100%. So I was really quite lucky with one of my friends that I worked with in marketing. She was pregnant at the same time. Um, So we we were good friends, but not like super close. But since we've had our boys, we became amazingly close. Some of her other friends that I'd never met before in life were having babies at the same time. We would meet up in the park and have a picnic. Um, And then moving forward, we then all seemed to have been pregnant similar times with our second babies. So we kind of just found each other as these little solo mums and then formed a great connection. So that was kind of one of my... Um, avenues for a mum group that we kind of just formed ourselves. We yep. formed an alliance.
0: <laughs> oh, we, we need to film that.
1: Do you want to form an alliance? Yeah. Me?
0: If, you, if you don't watch TikTok, um, you won't know what we're talking about. We like crazy people, but that's our life now.
1: Also, apologies um. for coughing. I don't have COVID. <laughs> She's been tested.
0: I'm Glen twining the microphone after this. Um, but it, yeah, I think, and that's a beautiful way to do it—to just sort of naturally form. Yeah. And I think as mums, we do have to be conscious that if a friend is having a baby, that they might not have that support network as well. So it's good to sort of say, hey, come along. And I think a lot of people, you don't want to impose. So it's almost like something you have to force. And I'm actually trying to force one of my friends at the moment. They've had some... um, feeding issues with their Bub and she's sort of maybe not had that confidence yet, but I just keep sort of plotting and being like Mother's Group Wednesday. Like it's yeah. a vibe. It's a really great meme. Yeah.
1: Because we do want that sense of community. Absolutely. We it's actually like how everybody used to, you know, grow up back in the day. Like yeah. there was such a sense of community. But it was hugely family. Mm. Um I do have my sister in law and brother in law in Brisbane that have definitely jumped into help sometimes and you know when you know when you have to fill out your daycare form and you're like who's the emergency contact if you can't pick up your kids I'm like literally she lives in Brisbane yeah but let's hope she could get here for an emergency um, let's hope there's no accidents on know, the bloody highway I know um, all those things that you have to think of you know who's the emergency contact and so I I also because I'm quite a chatty Cathy, um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> made made friends with some neighbours as well. So, yeah. you know, I feel like because I don't have family so close by, I've kind of pushed myself into other ways to have people that I can call upon if I really need to. Yeah. Um, and people will probably think this is weird, but I actually think that in today's landscape, it's really makes sense. I actually met a heap of people online Yes. So yep. uh, the the first sort of online mother's group that I joined, there was two that I joined around the same time and they were really positive and lovely. It was uh, Miss Kyrie Loves. Oh, you know, yes. Yep. Kyrie yep. on yep. Instagram um, and Brittany Noonan from Instagram. Mm-hmm. The great thing about Brittany is that she actually at the time lived on the Gold Coast. So her mother's group mm-hmm. sort of, um, it was just like a pri- private Facebook group that she created. I joined that and, you know, people would say, has anybody experienced this before with their baby sleeping at night or teething or whatever? And There was like, you know, a hundred of us and we'd like sort of say this, this and that. And then she set up like a um, play in the park if anyone wants to join us. And that was really lovely. And then from Mm -hmm. there, I met like a couple of other mums online who actually lived in the area that I didn't know about. And we would sort of message each other or um, just check in and make sure Mm. we're okay and it's it's almost like yeah weird to say that (laughs) we met online but it actually (laughs) has been great and I think that is something that you should definitely consider if you live in a rural area Mm -hmm. where you don't have your neighbors right there you know they're kilometers apart because you're at a farm or anything like that private Facebook groups are fantastic
0: and I think it is
1: you know it's an evolution right
0: like people are meeting on tinder and yeah bumble and like grinder well, <laughs> like all of the apps yeah and it's normal now for that but then it's almost like this weird stigma of oh, why are you making friends online like yeah. why don't you make friends in real life but really once you get older unless you're I think a workplace is a great place to make friends oh definitely um but then if you're a stay-at-home mum you don't have that workplace workplace, and you know, you might go to a play center, but it's not necessarily the same sort of environment to be like, okay, I'm going to strike up a friendship here. So online's a great way. And then you can kind of, I guess, test the boundaries of, are you my kind of person? Yeah. Do we have things in common? Like, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you have similar values to me? Like, and you can see that through people's posts usually as well. And I think especially with COVID and lockdowns and things like that, Mm -hmm. like people are being so isolated.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You kind of have to like surrender to the online world and lean upon it. Do not be alone, especially as a new mom. Oh my God. I cannot even imagine like right now how isolating it could feel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, you just going to be good. Oh. <laughs> it's true, though, because it is, it's so hard and you're so tired. Mm. And when you're in the thick of it, you feel like you're the only one mm. who's ever been this tired or yep. the only one whose baby hasn't slept. And I think we're now seeing again, like an evolution of the way that bloggers for example yeah. talk about mum life it's not all and don't get me wrong there's still lots of beautiful curated images and whatnot but I think we're seeing a lot more real raw words yeah. that, that I feel seen and I know for me personally anytime I write something quite open about motherhood on my page I get a lot of people go oh my god this is what I'm feeling yeah and the fact is is that we're all feeling it we just need to be brave enough
1: to open up about it absolutely people suffer a lot With shame. So shame is what keeps people from, you know, keeping things down. They're too afraid that they're the only person that feels that way. And so their shame holds them back from living, holds them back from being the best they can be at whatever it might be, including motherhood. You're, You're ashamed that your kid isn't sleeping through the night. You're ashamed that your house is trashed because you see other people's houses so clean. I'm just going to ignore it. And what actually is the truth is that when you are so tired, you feel like you don't know where to start. Mm. You don't know what I'm going to clean first. Kids ruin it once you clean it anyway. Mm. And then you feel disappointed that you spent all that time cleaning for no reason. (laughs) And then you just keep running in these circles. And so to be at home by yourself, isolated, or if you don't have family nearby to help you or anything like that it can feel like you get on this little wheel that just runs around in circles and that's when depression will seep in Mm. and you will lose who you are as a person and it will feel like motherhood is heavier than you expected.
0: I think that's a beautiful way to put it because... We were never meant to do it alone.
1: No. And this is not,
0: this is, I'll preempt that this is not saying that we don't have, you know, supportive partners and amazing people. And and for me personally, I probably just need to clear up. I have, I also have family who is not overseas, yeah. but my family lives two hours away. Dan's family are sometimes in Brisbane, but sometimes not. Um, and I guess it's not having that stability. Absolutely. And we've been very lucky in the sense that we have great friends and friends sort of family friends that we've been able to rely on. But that brings me to my next point. You stroke up, stroke? <laughs> 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 okay, that, that did not mean to go in a weird direction. Um, you have struck up a, I guess, good relationship with your neighbors. Yes. So that you have I, that, you're creating your own community, right? Yep. And for us, we've done this with family friends. But the one thing that I personally find, and I'm interested to see how you feel about this, is that they're amazing. They offer all the time to help out with the kids. I don't know whether it's ego gets in the way and I feel so guilty that I don't want to accept that help because I feel like I'm I'm a burden. Yes. And I wouldn't feel that with my family. I'd be like, F yes, please, <laughs> take the kids. Yeah. But because it's not family, I'm like, but that's not your responsibility. It's mine.
1: Yes. And- I think sometimes I definitely feel that and then sometimes like we'll get an invite to something for Blake and I to go to and I'm like we've got no one to look after the kids and then you feel guilty if you have to pay a babysitter because you're Mm -hmm. like oh that's like a lot of money that we could have just paid a bill with or and you have this sense of guilt and then you just feel like you should just say no sometimes you just have to suck it up and say yes sometimes you do have to say Thank you so much for the offer. I'm actually going to take it up because my mental health needs it. My relationship needs it. Hell, the kids need a break from me so that they'll (laughs) bloody respect me when I get back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You appreciate what you've got while it's gone. I think we need to get that bloody printed on our palms or something. I totally agree. And the ironic thing is, is I would sit here and say to you, you need to take the help. Because people don't offer Mm. unless they mean it. Yeah. Because they know what it means to take on two kids. In both of our cases, we've got two kids. They know that, but they're still offering. And they're like, no, go do this. But we just get in our own freaking way.
1: We do. And sometimes I think it's like, because we don't want to appear like we can't do it Mm. or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I used to be probably worse with it. I used to try to pretend... Actually, like even when I look back, I actually was a lot more organized when my babies were little. I don't know how I did that, but um, (laughs) like I used to, even if I was slightly struggling, I would just like try to stay up extra late and make sure my house was really clean so that nobody thought I didn't have my shit together. But now I've kind of gotten to this point in my life that I go... Like today I said to you, sorry, toys everywhere. (laughs) And I said to you, "Uh, you should see my
0: house. (laughs) Because I'm exactly the same. This time around, I'm like... No, no, I refuse to make that my priority because yeah. at the end of the day, I am so exhausted from doing all the things. Yeah. That if there are, and I'm I'm not talking hygiene based, like, no. you know, <laughs> the, di- the dishes are clean. Look, and these not- dishes. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've got a platter and freaking coconuts for me. You're good. But you know there's not cockroaches running around my kitchen by any means but if there's toys all over the floor I'll be honest there's been toys in Archer's like play section that have been on the floor for probably a week because I'm like the second I put them away they're out again he pulls them out and I would rather spend that time having an extra long shower
1: yeah absolutely or
0: responding to emails or doing the million other things I could be doing than picking up stupid toys that are going to come back out again Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) But back to that sense of creating our own community, I think a lot of us are quite scared to do it. So with your neighbours, for example, like how do you start? How do you get to that point?
1: So one of our neighbours is fairly chatty themselves. So like when we're... Love it. Yeah. yeah. So when we would check the mail, they would be checking their mail or bringing their bins in and we'd strike up a conversation and it sort of started from there. And um, I actually like invited them over for a barbecue and, um, And then we ended up having them over for dinner and then they kind of got to know the fact that we were having a baby and we don't have any family nearby. And I sort of confided in one of them how like it makes me a bit nervous Um, because at the time my husband worked away a lot. It was making me nervous when he would go away to be here by myself. So they were like... You know, here's our number. You call us if you need anything. And you know, they would come and knock on the door and go, "Do you need anything today? We're going to the shops yeah, and just that kind of thing." Because they knew how you know, it's not that easy to duck off with a newborn. So it was. It started off small and then developed. You know, and yeah. it even gotten to a point where i now, like, I can literally text them and say, "Oh my god, I have a job that I have to do on Friday afternoon. Is there any chance?" Jude could come and hang at your house after school or mm-hmm. anything like that, and they are just like, yeah, sure. Like they, they're really no. great. And if they say no, well, then obviously I look for other alternatives and yeah, perhaps book a babysitter because mm-hmm. I've f- found some incredible babysitters. And now. how
0: did you do that? Because I think that's a bit of a scary. It thing is, for It is.
1: I do. was really nervous about hiring a babysitter. Yeah, and it was actually through one of those private Facebook groups I asked people's advice. <sighs> The first babysitter I came across was actually from the local daycare. Oh, cool. So she on the side did um, babysitting. And, you know, she works in the nursery at the daycare. She was very – you know, she's got all her credentials. Yeah, she's qualified. (laughs) She's good. (laughs) Um, And so she was the first person that we sort of let babysit. And then from there, when she couldn't do it, she referred us to – um, an agency on the Gold Coast called Coastal Babysitters, I think they're called. Oh and yeah, yeah. They're actually absolutely incredible. Like they bring toys for the kids, even though there's toys here. But of course, our kids think it's amazing because it's toys they haven't seen before. Yeah. And they write out like all these little journals of what they've done, and they take photos every hour and say, "This is what they're doing," or "They're in bed," or "Oh my god!" Yeah, they're amazing. Wow. Yeah, you feel. I feel very safe.
0: Yeah, with them. Yeah. Yeah. Coastal babysitters?
1: Anybody? This is not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored. I think we need to.
0: Know. I've actually. Um, there's an app too because I've I've never hired a babysitter in yeah. Brisbane, but there is an app called Kiddo. Oh yeah, I've um, heard of them too, and they. I've been on there a few times because again, like the guilt got the better of me, or we just found a solution. Um, but they do, you can actually look at people's profiles and it tells you like what their background is and where they come from and all that kind of stuff. Um, what qualifications, all that kind of jazz. Um, and I think again, that technology piece we need to lean into a bit
1: more it's definitely changed since when yes. i was a kid and people would hide hire me at 14 to babysit oh their kids i used to i would paid. i would definitely not hire a 14 year old to babysit my no kids no way
0: well it's funny our our neighbors are beautiful too like absolutely adore them and we have one of their their youngest is the same age as Peyton. Um, and they have two older ones and the older daughter is 13 and she's very trustworthy. And then right next door, right? Like they're not going anywhere if she was to come and babysit. But I was like, at what, t- what age is this appropriate? Yeah. Because I absolutely would trust her. But then I also trust that the parents are next door. So yeah. I'm just kind of waiting, and we
1: were kind of like, oh, you
0: know, maybe 14. I'm like, someone's a birthday. Well, apparently, I, I want to book you in
1: advance, please. Yeah, well, it's like 14 and nine months. You're legally allowed to work anyway, yeah. like, so.
0: Yeah, I think we, yeah, we definitely need to be more open to it, and I think we need to get out of our own way.
1: Yeah, pay the money if
0: you need to yeah. get out of the house.
1: Oh well, the times that I have done it, we've had the best night, and mm. we've just gone. I'm so glad we did that. Yeah. Yeah. And just not think about the money. Just put it aside. I actually told our family at Christmas, if you want to get me a really good present, it's called vouchers towards Oh,
0: <laughs> That is actually a really good idea. Mm. Have they Have they done that?
1: Oh, one, one has, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're listening, uh, just very subtly giving you a kick up the ass. Now, when I speak about this a lot, because we're both very creative person and it's people, It's funny. Every time I say that, Dan's like, oh, tickets much. No, that's just part of my personality. It's just our hobby. Yeah, yeah, well, it is. It's just how we like to be on the side. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly the same. But what I find being a mum, being so busy and pulled in a million different directions, not getting a lot of silence, I definitely lost that creativity for a period of time. And I got caught up in the whirlwind of what was life. Um, and it, for me, it probably didn't even come back until after Arch was born and whatnot. Like I was just plodding it You're exactly the same. You don't get a great deal of time to yourself. Where's, no. like, how do you <laughs> find that? What do you, how do you get your mojo back?
1: I've, I feel like I've gone on lots of creative roller coasters since becoming a mum. Mm. The landscape of my creativity has changed over time. But definitely like I don't know you you kind of do lose a sense of who you are when you have a baby Mm -hmm. because you become this you wear this new hat you know before I had a baby people would ask me what I do and I was like a marketing manager and I do this and I do this and it's like this is who I am and then you become (laughs) a mum, and you're like oh I'm just a mum, and there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with either but I started to get to this point where I was like I want to say that like I don't know like I'm I'm more than just a mum. I'm Nat, and I love this and this and this. Like mm. you, you don't just. Yes, I'm a I'm a full time cleaner, chef, <laughs> um, <laughs> nanny. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish my mum would stop letting me. You know, nanny her grandkids. I know it's actually quite rude,
0: <laughs> isn't it?
1: Jeez. But yeah. Um. So I lost my mojo. How did I get my mojo back? I love to write lists. So I was like, let's sit down in the peace and quiet once the kids go to bed. I'm going to put in some nice music, maybe pour a wine or a nice drink that I like, and I'm just going to write some lists of things. What brings me joy? What are things I love? Is Mm. it, okay, yep, I love horse riding. I love, like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I love drawing and I love dancing and art. It's whatever brings you joy. It might not even be things you've ever tried before. It might be like, Mm. I'd really love to go snorkeling or like, you know, just write it down, write them all down and then go, okay, um, I'm going to try implement my creative loves once a week or once a month or whatever. So for me, it was, I wrote down, you know, I miss writing because I've always been a writer. So I was Mm. like, cool. I used to have a blog and it doesn't get written on anymore. I'm going to write a blog again. I'm going to start writing one story a month. Then I was like, I absolutely miss horse riding it's expensive now that I don't have horses because you have to pay to go somewhere. I'm going to book in a trail ride in the next six weeks because that will make me feel happy. And then maybe from there, my other creative juices will flow because I'll feel more like myself again. And so all of those things, it started to flow on effect. And the more I personally feel, the more positive I am and write down these things that it starts to actually happen because Mm. otherwise they're just thoughts in my head or I have a very busy brain. Oh, my God, me too. (laughs) So I have to write things out. (laughs) Um, And then like listening to podcasts when I would take the kids for a walk in the pram, um, whether they just be like straight up entertainment or sometimes I would listen to advice, you know, like your Oprah's, that kind of thing for inspiration. Yeah. All of those things started to have knock-on effects, and I would come back and I would write in my journal and write down more things I wanted to try or more things I wanted to do again. Or and then that's how it all sort of started to come back to me.
0: I love that so much.
1: <laughs> oh, I've, I don't know. Have you ever heard
0: of this thing called the fifty-two list? No. Um, a girlfriend of mine used to do it, and I actually did it for a couple of years. Ironically, when I was single, it used to be my thing that I would do every New Year. You. The idea or the concept, I think there's a whole book on it. Yeah. But you write down 52 things that you want to do in the year. Oh, yeah. And it can be from little to big. Like it could be, you know, I'm going to go um, snorkeling or yep. I actually know I want to go on a whole week's vacation to Bali. I mean, that's a bit Ugh. sensitive. As my book, COVID, <laughs> but, you know, it can be little or it can be huge. Yeah. And the idea is that, you know, you've got 52 weeks in a year. You can spread it out across the whole year or you can do a heap of things at once or whatever. And I think that concept of writing things down absolutely is so powerful. And if you can go, okay, I am going to schedule this across the next three months, it's not a massive task, but then you've got something to look forward to. And looking forward time. to
1: things is important. Yeah, so important. And I think that's um, where like, I started like a gratitude journal probably four years ago and I feel like it really changes my attitude to everything if Mm. I stick to it like it it's just really simple every night I write in it I write three things I was grateful for today and I put the date at the top of the page in case I ever need to go back and remember how grateful I was and it can be something as simple as my avocado was not brown, and, <laughs> and that is actually not to be. Thankful. I had the best avocado on toast, and I'm so bloody grateful Aww. for my fucking green avocado. What <laughs> <laughs> is avocado! I'm so but, passionate. But it doesn't have to be like I'm so grateful for my kids loving me today because sometimes they don't. It's yeah. just something simple. It doesn't have to be major. Mm. It doesn't have to be like. Because sometimes days are really shit. So you've got to pick around and find the best thing out of that day because there's always something. You just can't see it. I feel like I definitely need to do that. I am such an (laughs) overthinker that it
0: can be really easy to just like, and it's like that whole concept, right? When you go, oh, I've had such a bad day, but did you have a bad day Mm. or did something shit happen? And then you've just thought about it literally all all day and ignored everything else. That was me yesterday, <laughs> but, but it is, we get really caught in our own heads. And absolutely. I think as mums, because we're so busy, it drags us away from going, actually, this is a beautiful moment. Oh, this is really lovely. Yep. Here's a shameless plug. Mm. If you don't follow Nat on
1: Instagram, you <laughs> absolutely
0: should. She's just had um, two reels go viral because she's hilarious and they're <laughs> hilarious. Um, but I think people really resonate with that just honest, funny, raw motherhood piece Do you feel like you've been able to become more of yourself since navigating through being a mum?
1: Definitely more so in the last – since I had Lola, I reckon. Yeah. Actually, when I first had Lola, I'll never forget it. I had a friend that was actually very close to me for years um, write me a message on Instagram, like no real congratulations or anything, but just like – but like, are you struggling? It's like they wanted to know that I was struggling with two kids or something. So I had this thing in my head that I had to prove to myself and everyone that juggling two kids was actually not that hard. And <laughs> it was like this <laughs> thing I had in my head at first. And to be honest, that my attitude towards it was like really positive all the time. I was like, no, this actually isn't quite so bad. Um, and you know what? At first it wasn't because Lola just slept all the time and... <laughs> <laughs> Jude kind of, you know, just did whatever. But then once they start to navigate, getting a little bit bigger, I was like, okay, I can't pretend anymore. This is fucking hard. <laughs> hey guys. Here I am. Gloves. I'm, gonna, are I'm gloves are off. I'm gonna talk about what's actually happening now. Uh it was kind of easy at first and I definitely was trying to feel like pretend it was easier than what it was but I'm not pretending anymore I And mean, as yeah. soon as you don't pretend anymore like just this weight lifts off your own shoulders and if people think you're a loser who cares like <laughs> <laughs> they're a loser for even thinking you're a loser
0: that's my thing I'm like oh if you can't have fun and laugh and be like I'm a very sarcastic person me too if somebody if somebody doesn't appreciate sarcasm or can I'm like well still like you just have to be yourself not everybody's going to like you no. or what you do and there'll be so many more people who do love what you do but just <laughs> won't say it you know because they
1: don't want to be that thing whatever the case is well I actually I'm now that person so if my like I used to get horrendously embarrassed when my kids would throw tantrums at the shops and just be like no I'm gonna get out of here I can't have people look at me like this now if they throw tantrums in the shops people will walk past and I'll be like how good's motherhood? How glamorous is this? This is the best day of my life, and people just sort of look at me and they'll laugh, and not sure if they should be are you, laughing. Like, are you actually okay? You she, is she okay? She's having a mental breakdown in aisle four. But they throw tantrums, and yep, yep. before I had kids, I would be that person that would be at a restaurant going, "Oh my god, how annoying is that kid screaming?" My kid's never going to do that at a restaurant. Well. (laughs) You are the most perfect mum before you become a mum. Aren't you? Oh, Oh, My kid's never going to have an iPad. Well, guess what Lola's doing right now so we can do this podcast. Thanks, girlfriend.
0: (laughs) Oh, It's so true, isn't it? I, I do think, though, yeah, we have to lean into being more open and honest. And I think... I often just feel like it must be really exhausting for those people who have the perfect homes. And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of people who just seem to effortlessly and genuinely be able to juggle it and have a tidy home. And, and I think it all comes down to priorities too, yeah. if that's important to you. And that's I don't think sometimes it's out of vanity. I think sometimes it's like you might just like a nice tidy home like yeah, you're going absolutely. to prioritize that and that's okay but I think we just need to remove the expectation that that's that is the standard that we live up to because I would not be invited to that party because I am not <laughs> up to that standard whatsoever.
1: <laughs> not at all I actually um wrote a, I did interviewed like 25 women a few years ago for a blog that I wrote I'll send it to you because it was one of my favorite blogs I've ever written. And out of those 25 women, um, one of the biggest things was like asking everybody's priorities on what, you know, like one lady, her priorities, she just always has to have her washing done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she doesn't take her kids to the park as much as another mum or do all the crafts or whatever, like crafty mum on Instagram does. She wants to put her focus into making sure all of the kids' clothes are washed, clean, and put in their drawers. Like that's her thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you've got another mum that's, you know, her house is a bit messy, but she really wants to be able to feel like herself and put on her makeup in the morning and get yep. dressed how she wants to get dressed and not have a mum bun because that will make her feel shit. Yep. So she's going to prioritize that over the perfect house. You know what I mean? Yep. So that the kids get the best version of her all day because she's happy because she brushed her hair, brushed her teeth, had a shower, you know, like yep. so. everybody's priorities were different. And it was really interesting to read how many people were so different. You know, one mum was like the working mum, and her priorities to get the kids ready off to daycare, get to work. And she had to make a decision to hire a cleaner and that really, cut her to the core that she had to hire a cleaner but she had other priorities so and she felt like she was going to be judged for having a cleaner Mm. so i
0: actually listened to a podcast with
1: emma isaacs oh yeah um, who i just think is phenomenal
0: um and she's like the queen of being open about you know i love motherhood and it's a big part of my journey but i have a lot other a lot of other things going on and she actually said I, I don't care if people judge me for outsourcing. Like I have a cleaner and I have a, I think she's got a nanny or whatever she was She saying. does have a lot
1: of kids. She has oh, <laughs> She has
0: a lot of kids. Um, but she said thats it comes down to my priorities. My priority is I want to have a good career, but yeah. I also want to spend time with my kids and I don't want to waste my time cleaning. I want that time at home to be with my kids. So who cares? I'm outsourcing. I'm actually delegating strategically. Yeah. And I think we need to keep that mindset that nobody's the same.
1: No, everybody's story is different. Yeah, and it is easy sometimes to judge if we feel, and it's usually just a reflection of like anger or jealousy or totally. um, fear. Like, yep. or, or you you know, kind of want to do it yourself, but you're too scared. So I'm just gonna judge you instead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think again with that creativity piece, there's a lot of people in that that ballpark because. They want to be able to let loose and, you know, do a funny reel and um, be open about their experiences, but they're scared and so they don't. And so it's just much easier to say, oh, well, that's, that's stupid. Yeah. (laughs) You shouldn't do that. Definitely. (laughs) it's not, it's not stupid. Um, And it's interesting, you know, there's a lot of things that we can lose throughout that, that whole process of motherhood. And I think it's all about doing those little things to regain that creativity and who you are and, and making sure that we don't let that lack of community get in the way of it. You know, we need to be open to other ideas. One of the things I'm really passionate about, as you know, and I've asked you this question before, is around finding that mum-life balance. And I like to call it the me before mummy. So what is it that Nat does to reconnect with that person that she was pre-children?
1: The thing that I love to do the most, or obviously... I definitely love to try and go horse riding when I can, but that's not the easiest thing to navigate because you can't take kids with you and all that kind of stuff. Um, So for me, I have always been really into caring for my skin um, and before kids, I always did, you know, two face masks a week and a hair mask and all that sort of stuff. And I like to feel um, fresh and rejuvenated. You do so, have very baby looking skin. <laughs> I can thank my mum for my beauty routine from a young age, she was very encouraging. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, once a week, I will uh, pop the kids to bed and then have a shower, put a face mask on and listen to a podcast or I will put a face mask on and watch a TV show um, and just really just take that time to myself. Definitely.
0: And I think removing I guess that guilt around it as well. It can be really
1: simple. We don't need
0: to overcomplicate it.
1: No, not at all. It can be just super easy. Put on a face mask, sit down and five minutes. <laughs> and and it does make you feel like yourself
0: though. You you're taking that time to actually just do something that you like that yep. doesn't revolve around the kids or your husband or anybody else. Even painting my nails. I love doing that. Oh god, I get mine done because I'm too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> But I love that. that It's that little self-care. And I don't think, you know, I think a lot of times we glorify it and are like, oh, how great that we got to take a shower alone. I mean, that's just general hygiene. But something like putting on a face mask and the Kardashians. Yeah. You know, you can't watch that during the day. So enjoy, live your best life. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, the beautiful Natty Fawkes for joining me. I'll put all your details into the show notes. And I think the lesson that we can come out with here is that you don't have to always have that sense of community around you with a family. You can make it yourself and you just have to accept the help. Absolutely. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Zero (laughs) guilt. Thank you, my love. Thank you. Bye. Bye thanks so much for joining us for a chat I hope you got the opportunity to pop a bottle or pop your headphones in and get a little bit of time to yourself if you did feel free to share it on socials and tag at mummy republic or at danny rogers and if you want to hear more conversations click on that subscribe button and leave a rating and a review so you can let other listeners know what they're in for in the meantime don't forget to take a breath take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job I hope I've inspired you to connect a little more with the main Super Mummy. See you next week.